Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. The European Commission has proposed excluding oil and gas infrastructure from its list of projects of common interest that enjoy EU financial and regulatory support. The EU authority argued that such support was incompatible with the bloc's climate goals. The gas industry may still have opportunities for EU funds, though, if they invest in hydrogen, which the Commission will treat as a priority. The Commission's proposal comes as the EU's stance towards gas grows increasingly hostile. Notably, last year, the European Investment Bank, a key supporter of PCIs, declared it would stop financing oil, all oil and gas projects at the end of 2021. Many of Europe's biggest uh, gas developments, including the Southern Gas Corridor, were realised largely thanks to their inclusion on the PCI list and broader EU support. Meanwhile, in Norway, the government has approved initial funding for the $2.9 billion longship carbon capture and storage project. Norway's parliament approved the energy ministry's budget for 2021 that set aside initial funding for longship. Although the project's plan of development will not be formally approved until lawmakers adopt its white paper next year. Longship will involve the capture of CO2 from a cement factory in Brevik and a waste to energy power plant in Oslo. The CO2 will then be compressed and loaded onto ships and transported hundreds of kilometres to a reception terminal northwest of Bergen. There, under the Northern Lights Initiative, emissions will be pumped via pipeline to an offshore aquifer some three kilometres under the seabed. Under its first phase, Longship aims to store some 1.5 million tonnes per year of CO2 by 2024, of which 0.8 million tonnes will come from the cement and waste incineration plants. Its capacity will then be scaled up to 5 million tonnes under a second stage, at which point it is expected to receive CO2 not only from Norway, but from industries across Europe. In other news, Energian has closed the purchase of the upstream arm of Italy's Edison nearly a year and a half after signing the deal. During that time, the transaction has undergone significant revisions. Energian was originally due to pay $750 million for Edison EMP, which has operations in Algeria, Croatia, Egypt, Italy, Norway, and the UK. But Energian and Edison agreed to exclude the latter's Algerian assets from the deal in April, in light of problems getting consents from local authorities. The pair then agreed to exclude the Norwegian assets as well in June, and lower the deal's price tag to $284 million. Energian also reported this week it had struck deals with Israeli utility Rapak Energy on the supply of an extra 0.4 billion cubic metres per year of gas from its flagship Karish project in Israel, bringing overall offtake to 7.4 billion cubic metres. This is just shy of the project's 8 billion cubic metre production capacity. Over to Canada, the government has published its long-awaited hydrogen strategy, underpinned by a 1.2 billion US dollar fund to scale up production. Canada aspires to become a net exporter of blue hydrogen, leveraging its gas resources and CO2 storage capability. Most unabated grey hydrogen in Canada is currently produced in Alberta, which set out its own hydrogen plan in early October. Moving to Kazakhstan, Shell, Eni and the other developers of the country's giant Karachaganat gas and condensate field have paid $1.3 billion to the government to settle a protracted uh, dispute over profit sharing. The field's operating consortium has also agreed to amend the terms of their production sharing agreement, which the government estimates will earn it an extra $600 million by 2037. Kazakhstan's government lodged its claim against the consortium back in 2015, arguing it was not getting its fair share of profits from production. A settlement deal looked near in 2018, but was not finalised until now. 
Kazakhstan's energy ministry said the settlement payment would pave the way for work on a $1 billion expansion project involving the construction of a new injection compressor and other facilities. Lastly for this week, ExxonMobil and Dutch infrastructure operator Royal Vopak have signed a memorandum on building an LNG regasification terminal in South Africa. The pair will study the project's commercial, technical and regulatory aspects and look at ways of harnessing LNG's benefits in South Africa. The country is looking to reduce its dependence on coal-fired power and is also facing dwindling gas supply from Mozambique. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next time. 